0: Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti financial advisor. Welcome to a show that's for you and about you. Those of you that work so hard for your money and you're ready for your money, start working harder for you now. You want that freedom, cash flow, and prosperity today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now to live that life that you love doing what you love with those that you love. But most importantly, guys, it's not just about creating comfort for your family, but it's about creating a life of meaning and impact. Whereas you're blessed financially, you can spread that ripple effect through others' lives. Guys, thank you so much for allowing me to be that ripple effect through you. So excited. As I said, our goal is to get you guys financially independent by the year 2030, a thousand of you. And so that's why we're doing this show right now is inspire you to educate you and to help you really just transcend beyond all the traditional crap that's out there. And that's why it's so important to do this. So thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your lives. Thank you for sharing and binging on this show. As a reminder, be sure to go to our YouTube channel, the Money Ripples with Chris Miles page. Subscribe there if you haven't done so already. And hey, leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called nowadays. But leave us a review. Unless you think this show sucks, then just move on. Just go, get out of here. Go, goodbye bye -bye. Hey, are you looking for another great podcast to listen to? One about investing and and not only just investing, but learning about cool deals like investing in apartments that does not require you to have to be an accredited investor or have a million dollars. Hey, if you want to check that out, go check out my friend Lane Kawaoka's site, simplepassivecashflow.com. He's got a great podcast also called Simple Passive Cashflow that you can check out on YouTube, iTunes, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. If you want some great education and to learn about great ways to invest in other types of deals without, again, needing a ton of money, check it out. Simplepassivecashflow.com or look up Simple Passive Cashflow on YouTube or your podcast app. Check it out. All right. So I've got a special guest here today. I have Ryan Stieg here from Montana. Now, the thing that's cool about Ryan, now Ryan, he's a client of mine. We've been working together for a little while now. And But uh, the thing that's cool about him is that, again, like all great examples, right? He's not just somebody who gets the education and says, oh, that's interesting. He actually does something with it. A little background on him. He actually owns his own insurance agency. He's transitioning out of that business right now and moving into a whole new phase of doing what we're doing here, creating this financial independence. And so, Ryan, welcome to our show.
1: Thanks, Chris. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah. So give us more of your background. Like, tell us about, you grew up, obviously you were a baby at one point. Don't tell us about the diapers and stuff, but <laughs> do tell us about like how you were raised, how you were taught about money and what led you up to the point where you started to shift and do something different.
1: Yeah, sure. So I was blessed to be born into a family where my dad was a business owner and an entrepreneur. He owned real estate. But growing up, I really didn't connect all those dots. We kind of just live our lives and don't really connect all those dots when we we're young. But I connected the dots enough to think that when I was in high school, I wanted to go somewhere down the business track and somewhere down the entrepreneurship or real estate or something like that. And I had settled on financial planning is where I thought I I I thought I wanted to go. And so I went off to college and that was the goal. Is, uh, mm-hmm. To become a financial planner and most things do. College takes twists and turns. And one of the things I remember vividly is as a sophomore in college, I picked up a little purple book that most of uh, probably listening to the podcast are familiar with called Rich Dad Poor Dad. And I read that thing straight through front to back and I got inspired and I thought, Hey, real estate's got to be somewhere in the path that I take. And so I looked uh, out and I reached out to uh, local classes I'd had in Phoenix when I lived in Phoenix. And I reached out to a local real estate investor, and we chatted for a little while. And he asked about me, and I said, "Hey, this is kind of the book that inspired me to reach out." And he said, "And if, if you read that book, you're the—you've got the mindset. You're the guy I want to work with." So, wow, that was the start of my real estate path. And as all things go, we uh, needed income when my wife and I were, were getting out of school. And so I got into the mortgage industry, and there I found an investor who was also kind of investing in real estate and I followed his path a little bit too. And we bought our first house uh, down in Phoenix. I think it was the day the market crashed. We made our offer and (laughs) and purchased the house. And so lived there for a few years before we uh, moved back to Montana and became accidental landlords. And I was, (laughs) I was back in the real estate game. So we held that house for several years, but one of the important things that happened at that time was I became familiar with working with a remote property manager. I didn't live in Phoenix. She didn't live in Montana. My property was down in Phoenix, and so I became real comfortable over several years having a remote property manager. Mm-hmm. So fast forward several years, I kind of just let that property sit, yeah. and we lived our lives. And I got into the family insurance agency, and got kind of got asked questions. You know, what do you do? What kind of quote? Co- what do you do for investing and stuff? And I got mm-hmm. me kind of thinking, why I used to be much more interested in this, and I really. I probably don't even feel like I'm qualified to answer these questions. So mm-hmm. I kind of got down the rabbit hole of podcasts and the internet and, and the fire movement and all those things and got connected to that concept of turnkey rentals. And so I connected with a provider and, and we sold our place in Phoenix and turned it into a couple turnkey properties across the country. And that was where I was at. I was interested in this. I was, I flipped the switch. And so. Yeah. Kind of fast forward through from there a little ways. We've gotten accumulated six rental properties now across five different markets, and under contract on a different on a new one. And you know, I've kind of been all, all over the map with different investing in real estate and crypto and, and syndications and all that kind of thing. And really, somewhere along the line, they flip the switch from the accumulation, you know, 401 and cages, build it up forever and ever. And really got turned on to the concept of cash flow or cash flow and streams of income. And that's, that's when I realized that turnkeys and syndications and passive investments were the way to, to build up the income streams that were going to be durable over the long haul. And so that was our focus. And we, uh, I remember too, sitting down with my wife one time and I said, Hey, this is the number of turnkey properties that that we need to accumulate to meet our financial goal. And so Mm -hmm. it hit me at that point in time that I go, boy, that's, that seems like a big number, and it's tough to scale to that number. So I started focusing a little more on real estate syndication mm-hmm. and something a little more passive, but yet kind of co-scalable, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to today, you know, I've I've got to focus on continuing to build cash flow with Turnkeys, and my goal is to get to that magic twenty number, which is the Fannie Freddie number for mm-hmm. the number of mortgage allotments that you can have between a husband and wife. And then also to focus on on real estate syndications, and so that's kind of my journey as to where I am and how I got to be involved in learning more about and investing in uh, towards building cash flow streams of income.
0: Awesome. So help us with what would advice would you give people? Because I know there's several listeners on here that might have a couple properties, and usually they're like in their backyard or something like that. And and you've actually been investing out of state. You've been doing a lot of that stuff. For you, well, basically I'll just go with this and we can go from there. What advice would you give them? Like if they're saying like, Hey, I've got a few properties. I bought a few on my own. You know, what are some of the good and the bad that you see in that situation?
1: Yeah. I think that you're never going to be a hundred percent comfortable with anything, or at least that's my thought. If you're 80%, whatever that percentage is for you, you are probably never going to feel a hundred percent, a hundred percent comfortable. So if the remote part is what's scary for you, or if, Making writing that first check for a down payment or Mm -hmm. to a syndicator is is the difficult part. I'm a gut instinct guy. And Mm -hmm. so I just need to do enough research and talk to enough people, do enough due diligence that I feel comfortable making that invest. And that is difficult and it takes some time. I'd also be aware of that fine line of paralysis by analysis. And you can become stuck thinking about something because, as I mentioned, there was a long gap between my interest in real estate and when I first started buying that turnkey property and and uh, that was my phase where I, where I was just stuck trying to figure out my comfort level and the details. And eventually you're going to make mistakes, but eventually you're going to have to make that first leap if, if you're going to make that progress. And so there's a fine line between just running with it and being stuck in the paralysis by analysis.
0: Right now, I remember one of the things I met with you is like you had lots of net worth, right? Where we were trying to get it to be more efficient. Um, What were the things that you learned about how to make your money work for you more, that get that higher cash flow coming in? What were some of the things that you learned along that journey?
1: No, I think just looking at the efficiency of capital, and so Mm -hmm. one is the reason that I sold our property in Phoenix. Although maybe in hindsight today, (laughs) today it would have been a better (laughs) property to hold on to, but it wasn't giving me a return that I knew I could get, and so. Looking at each individual investment and understanding what the return is that you could get for your investment, or for the equity that's in, in a property, maybe in particular that's really dead or stale equity, uh, and making sure that your capital is efficient and looking to be to maximize it. You know, maybe not swing for the home the home run, but mm-hmm. hit doubles and singles and triples so that yeah. you can be efficient. And then I also. Thanks to you, have really subscribed to the role that cash value life insurance can play in Mm. the investment, in our investment world. So I really try to use that capital efficiently to build it back up through a policy and then redeploy it uh, to build up that velocity.
0: Get that double arbitrage, right? Where you get your money painted twice, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, with your real estate, like you said, like you kind of move money around, like what kind of return do you want to have or expect to have? Because I know some people, they think a good return, they think 6% is pretty good. But for you, I know that's not the case. To you, what's a good return when you look at redeploying money or moving your money elsewhere, selling a property to go deploy that money in another place? What kind of return are you looking for?
1: That's taken some time to figure out. I think that you and I have talked about different investment opportunities that I feel comfortable I can earn 10% and 12% and over a longer period of time, maybe not annually for cash flow, but over a period of an investment, say in a syndication or something, I feel comfortable with sponsors and syndicators that I feel I can get earn between a, a 10 and 15, maybe plus percent uh, return, whether that's cash flow or IRR, over the course of a holding. But it's taken some time. Yeah. At times, you don't you want to feel comfortable with that with your investment, and so it's taken some time to feel comfortable with either turnkey operators, property managers, or syndicators mm-hmm. if those are the deals. And so it takes some time to feel comfortable that, that, you're, that you've got a, a comfortable risk for, for the return that you're expecting.
0: Totally agree, and I think that brings up a great point too: is that some people might want to be more cash flow focused because they need the passive income now. Where in your situation, you like you have the passive income coming in, but you're also saying, you know what? I'm going to take some of this money. I'm going to let it grow more in those syndications, get a good return inside of it, to where there's a bigger payout down the road. It's not it's not going to pay me today for cash flow that I need or that I want, but it does pay you down the road.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think part of the balance now, as you mentioned, I'm transitioning from my insurance for where I, where I am now into more less stable income. But over the years, mm-hmm. building that passive income up has, we try not to have that lifestyle creep as the income grows sort of the spend. And so we've kept a modest living to where now our passive income helps us to be able to move on our basic living expenses. Now, sure, I wanna grow my income, but I also know that I want to have growth down the road totally to focus on just the income stream and to have reasonable, reasonable risk in the growth that we also invest towards.
0: Yeah. You're making a really good distinction too, because there's that financial independence number, that cash number you need to hit just to cover your expense so you can live from month to month, day to day. Right. But you're even talking, about going further than that, saying, I want that financial freedom. Like I want that real freedom that's above and beyond what I need for my expenses. It gives me an extra buffer. Even if something goes wrong, I'm taken care of.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: And so what's your next step? Like what do you see as your next now that you're trying to get rid you know, sell off the insurance business or get rid of the insurance business, close it down and that sort of thing? What do you see as your next step in your journey?
1: Well, I heard a term the other day that I guess I didn't make up and it, it feels like it fits now. And it's called a slashy. And what that term sounds like to me is that I'm doing a couple different things. One is that we've got some investments and in that, whether they're passive or not, they take time to be responsible and be a steal one of your terms, be a, be a steward over that cash flow yeah. uh, and those investments. We've also, through an introduction that you had on your podcast a while back, we have invested in a franchise. You had Kim Bailey on several months ago, right? Quite a, quite a while ago. So we're starting up a franchise opportunity that she introduced us to, that's kind of in the growth phase, not yet the mm-hmm. income phase, but we're in the growth pre-build phase there. Yeah and then you know i've also through my interest and passion for investing in finance and real estate i connected with uh, with a friend of mine that we've kind of stayed in touch we met at a real estate syndication event mm-hmm. and uh, last year with a couple other guys we formed a, a company called left field investors just we kind of met as a group of guys that are interested in our group of people that are interested in state syndication and we thought man i wish i had learned a lot of this stuff before i wrote my first check and so we started a a little group called left field investors and it's just kind of a community of like-minded people that invest in real assets for real cash flow and so that's something that i've been working on lately too so yeah i guess the term flashy is, is what feels like it fits best because i got a couple different things going on right now, now.
0: irons in the fire but, right
1: yeah <laughs> the irons in the fire yeah but so that's where we're at right now
0: yeah. And I, I love that you brought up the the franchise too, because sometimes people say, well, is it just real estate investments? And, and a lot of it is, right? Because that's where there's more stable, consistent returns. But it's cool because you said, you know what, I've got the, the bandwidth, especially as you're shutting down one business, it's opening up that time to say, maybe this is my next step. Maybe I want to do that kind of franchise. And, and on top of that, now you're saying, hey, I even want to, let's do an investor group together here on Facebook.
1: Yeah. Again, one of the other things that you promote is being a rippler, Riff, yeah. and having a ripple effect. And so I have a passion or I've grown a passion for personal finance and real estate and kind of all the things that are inclusive of that. And so this left field investors is one of those ways that we can have a ripple effect. So that's one side. And then two, to your point, you know, the franchise opportunity is, is more of a hands on deal than, than some of these passive investments. And as I transition, mm-hmm. that's one thing that we can do to grow our, our passive ish or, or active income is going down this franchise opportunity route. And I've always had an interest in entrepreneurship. And so this is a, a new way for, for me to kind of scratch that itch. And, and I think that it's a great opportunity to, to build another stream of income. That's what we're going for there.
0: That's cool. Cause it gave you the option to do more what you love, right? Where. Like the insurance business, like, yeah, it's okay. But this, this seems exciting, right? Like, this is something I want to wake up for. Yeah. That's great. Exactly. Hey, tell us if people want to follow like your left field investors group, right? Which I love that name. Like, I don't know if that's just because that's where all of us weirdos go because we all go to left field, although I think I'm myself more of a right field <laughs> kind of guy. But tell us about that group, how they can even follow it, if they want to join the group or if, if it's open to be joined. That is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. So we have a website at leftfieldinvestors.com. We've also just recently uh, launched a podcast called Passive Investing from Left Field. I made my first, very first podcast guest appearance on our podcast and it it aired yesterday. The best way to reach us is at leftfieldinvestors.com. I'm on uh, LinkedIn, but still working out of my way for the W-2 income. I don't have a lot of that stuff for for Left Field Investors on there, but the website Mm -hmm. is the best place to find us. There's a bunch of free resources. And then we also have an infielders group where we have forum and some sponsor sponsor summaries, sponsor screeners, deal analysis spreadsheets. We have a lot of tools that really just help that novice to advanced investor that's interested in the real estate syndication business. So a lot of free education, and then an opportunity to join us as an infielder too for some uh, more in-depth community. So it's been a fun group to be a part of so far, and and we look forward to to growing it and and doing a lot of the same ripple effect as you do, Chris.
0: Awesome. Yeah. We'll definitely put that in the show notes so people can you know, link up and join with you guys there. I think that's awesome. Uh, Again, this is why I do what I do because it creates a ripple effect and you're creating a ripple effect and we're making this world a better place. So again, I I appreciate you you sharing with our listeners today. It's been a joy. I really appreciate it, Ryan. Hey, thanks, Chris.
1: I appreciate you having me on.
0: And the rest of you guys, like this is the big difference is that one, you got to start by thinking different. And then as you start thinking differently, then you do differently. And as you start to do that and take that action, it doesn't happen overnight, but as time goes on, I mean, that's the kind of stuff you get, the results is you start to see that really work in your life. So guys, I hope you take this to heart, really internalize this and use this to your advantage in your current situation. Again, make it a wonderful and prosperous week. We'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now.